Hello and welcome back to the Dante in a Year podcast. My name is Danny Fitzpatrick. Today we begin our reading of Dante's Paradiso, the final canticle in the Divine Comedy. As always, we are reading from my translation, which was published by En Route Books and Media. Let's begin with Canto 1. The glory of the one who moves all, penetrates the universe, and gives back splendor, here in one part more and elsewhere less. I was in the heaven that takes up more of his light, and I saw things that he who descends from there can neither know nor tell again. Since pressing near to its desire, our intellect so fully founders that memory cannot come after. Truly as much of the sacred realm as I could bear as treasure in my mind will now make the matter of my song. O good Apollo, in the ultimate labor make me a vessel of your strength, as demanded by your dear-loved laurel. To hear the one yoke of Parnassus has served me, but now I must enter with both upon the trial that remains. Enter within my breast, and breathe yourself just as when you drew out Marcius from the sheath of his members. O divine virtue, should you lend me yourself such that I might manifest the shadow of the blessed realm sealed upon my mind, you'll see me come to the foot of your delightful wood, and crown myself of the fronds for which you and my matter make me worthy. Such rare occasions, Father, are they collected for the triumph of a Caesar or a poet, guilt and shame of human wishes, that it ought to birth joy in the joyful Delphic deity when anyone thirsts for the Panaean fronds. The great flame follows the small spark. Perhaps after me some will pray with greater voices such that Syrah will respond. The world's lamp surges over mortals from several mouths, but from that which joins four circles with three crosses, it issues on a better course and conjoined to a better star, it tempers and seals the world's wax more in its own mode. At such a point it made it morning there and evening here, and so that hemisphere was all white and the other part dark, when I saw Beatrice had turned upon her left flank to regard the sun. No eagle has thus fixed upon it. And just as a second ray will usually issue from the first and rise again upon itself, Just as the pilgrim who wishes to return, so her aspect, infusing my imagination through the eyes, made itself mine, and I fixed my eyes on the sun against our custom. Much is allowed there that's not permitted to our powers here, by mercy of the place most proper for the human species. I could not suffer it much, nor so little that I didn't see it spark all around, as iron which, boiling, issues from fire." And of a sudden it seemed day was adjoined to day, as if the one who can had adorned heaven with another sun. Beatrice stood fully fixed with her eyes on the eternal wheel, and I fixed my lights upon her, drawing them down from that above. In her aspect I was made such within, as was Glaucus at the taste of the herb that made him consort of the other gods in the sea. To pass beyond the human can't be signified in words, But let the example suffice for whom grace stores up the experience. If that alone of me was there that you most newly created, love that governs the stars, you know who lifted me with your light. When the wheel that turns an eternal desire of you made me attend to it with that harmony you temper and discern, 
So much of heaven seemed to me then incensed by the flame of the sun that rain or river haven't made a lake of such extent. The novelty of the sound and the grand light inflamed in me such desire of their cause as I had not ever so acutely sensed, at which she, who saw me just as I did, to quiet my tremulous soul, before I could ask, opened her mouth and commenced, You make yourself so dense with false images that you don't see what you would if you discarded them. You are not on earth as you believe, but lightning, fleeing its proper place, hasn't coursed as you who rush back to yours. If I was divested of the first doubt through her smiling little speech, I was then netted the more in a new one and said, I was already content to rest from my great amazement, but now I'm amazed as I transcend these light bodies. At which she, after a pitying sigh, directed her eyes upon me with that semblance a mother sets over her delirious son and commenced. All these things have such order among themselves, and this is the form that makes the universe similar to God. Here the high creatures see the trace of the eternal valor, that which is the end for which the molded world was made. In the order I speak, all natures are inclined the more by their several sources, the greater the vicinity to their principles. Whence they move to several ports through the great sea of being, each one with its given instinct that bears it on. This bears the flame toward the moon. This is what moves in mortal hearts. This binds the earth to itself and makes it one. This bow shoots not only those creatures without intelligence, but those too that have intellect as well as love. Providence, which thus arranges all, of its light keeps ever calm the heaven in which the one with greatest haste is turning. And now there, as to a sight decreed, the strength of that cord conveys us straight as whatever it shoots to a happy sign. It is true that, as many times the form does not accord with the intention of the art, because the matter is deaf to respond, so at times from this course departs the creature, which has power to bend, thus pressed, toward another port. And just as fire is seen to cascade from cloud, so the prime impetus is turned to earth by false pleasure. You ought not marvel more, if I guess well, at your soaring than at a river's descent from the mountain's height down to its foot. One would marvel at you if, deprived of impediment, you'd stayed below, just as if the earth stayed still in vivid flame. Then she turned her face back toward the sky. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the Dante in a Year podcast. See you next time for Dante's Paradiso, Canto 2.